back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back. Eastrick on the block with Jake B. Bakovin. Beethoven. <laughs> Can't play The block though. is hot. <laughs> <laughs> the block is hot. The block is hot. Right here every day, 4 to 6 on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. You can find us. You can always text us at 402-464-5685 or hit us on the Honda Lincoln hotline. What does it say? Is it hot? The block hot on the text line right now. What's going on? Yeah, there's some, there's some talk in there. Wet Blanket says, I love that Nick Saban wants parody. He is 70 years old, near the end of his career, and has seven national championships. Now he wants parody to make sure that nobody <laughs> will ever catch him. Yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, Jeremy says, the SEC is not is not going to nine conference games. We want uh, equity when it comes to the committee. Everyone needs to do the eight-game league schedule. Again, that's uh, somewhat similar to, to what I was talking about, is you know just kind of across the board, have everybody do the same thing. The SEC years ago leaned into hey we should do a nine game schedule and the rest of the conference is like yeah let's do it and then this is like never mind the sec is too hard we're gonna do eight games and uh they've yeah. been going with that and it's been working for them uh yeah, yeah so they, yeah they always get two in the championship game uh in the series of some kind yeah, yeah. so yeah it works for them yeah uh gus says i think if frost would duplicate what bo bo Pelini did the fan base would be happy for 10 to 15 years since we've stunk for Facts. so long you think so? Facts. I don't know about ten to fifteen years. That's a long time. I, I, listen, I think I think right now, like I'm saying, I think if you have that type of situation where you you kind of start off with a bowling, you're every now and then you end up with like a schedule like this, or you're gonna clip a Michigan, or you're gonna clip an Ohio State, and you catch them slipping, and then you end up with eleven and two or ten. You know what I'm saying? A ten and two type of record, and then, ooh, that's another three <laughs> three years, and you come back and, you know, okay, you, as long as you're fighting, if you're in the fight, man, I think people can understand if you take an L in the fight, you know, because yeah. every now and then you're going to end up like Buster Douglas, and you're going to be in there with Mike Tyson, which is Ohio State or Michigan or sometimes Wisconsin, and you're going to hit them with a right hook over the top, and they're going to sleep. That's sometimes that's just how it's going to uh, play out. And then all of a sudden you find yourself catching a, you know, a Jimbo Fisher moment and you, <laughs> you, your NIL hit real good. And you got two <laughs> or three or four or five stars that pop in and you make a run for three years, you know? So it's, it, I think that's how you do it. If you're going to do it. It is going to be interesting to see if Frost does take that step what are the expectations moving forward, right? Because you don't you don't want these uh, tiny steps taken forward every year. I mean, if they go seven and five, I think that'll keep his his job around because it is a step forward. But eventually, uh, you want to be competing, you, you know, year in and year out, be a top twenty five type of team, uh, you know, even in the bad years. And that's kind of in the Bopolini uh, type of regime. That's kind of how it was. Um, and so, I mean, we'll see. But I, I think after, you know, after Nebraska starts winning again, um, you move the goalposts, and that's what's going to happen. We've had to move them back so far. I, I get that, you know, being in this, you know, we want six and six offseason type of feeling all the time has, uh, has kind of lowered it. But I don't, you know, I think that if you you've win nine, ten games a couple years in a row, uh, I think you're right back to to believing that that's what you where you should be that you know that it's uh you know Nebraska's a blue blood and you're kind of born into believing you should be that good. 
and and that's the way this this is how I'm looking at it, right? Like for example, Kyle Whittingham at Utah. Why would you go anywhere else? I mean, Oregon's down. You win your side. You clip USC every now and then. You run the tables and you beat everybody you need to beat over there. Why would you leave? That's another one, though. I mean, yeah. he's 68 and 31, four division titles, and Pac-12 title. Why would you go? Well, you feel like there's a ceiling there. I mean, if, if he could get to, you know, get the – you know, a job, like we've been saying, at Texas A&M, USC, something like that. I would like to see what Whittingham could do with a program like that. Yeah, but then your pressures go up and you might be out in four. Yeah, that is possible. <laughs> I mean, that, it happens. But anyway, that, I'm done. I'm done debating that point. Let's talk here in the hardwood, man. The Heat take game one over your vaunted and my vaunted. Feel sad now. Uh, Boston Celtics. Just one game. They, yeah, I mean, but they're at home and and they look good doing it. I mean, we talked about this before. Is uh, Jimmy Butler capable of leading this team? He did it before. Had some injuries in the bubble. Wasn't fully healthy. They come up short in the championship against the Lakers. He's healthy now. They're pretty much healthy outside of Cat Lowry. They win game one without him. Jimmy Butler goes nuts for 41 on 12 of 19 shooting, added nine rebounds, five assists, four steals, and three blocks, shooting 18 free throws and made 17 of them. He had a magnanimous game, and he pulled it out, got busy. They were down in this game, but their second half was phenomenal. Buck, I know you were sad. How do you feel about it? Well, it was the third quarter that that did the Celtics in. They lost thirty nine to fourteen in that third quarter. Then they had some threes to kind of come back into it, but the but the Heat matched them. They were hitting threes too. Um, so and that's why you, I mean you can't lose by twenty five in any any quarter in, in one of these games. Um, but also, um, I was interested. Uh, you know, I don't know how hurt Horford or smart is. I mean, that's going to be fascinating moving forward. No, uh, Celtics played without two of their starters basically. Yes. Well, they say Horford, Bach. They say Horford. Um entered um protocols so okay. they could lose him for a couple of games uh but yeah they're they're not fully sure on how long on smart but yeah i just wanted yeah. to just touch that while you're on that point Go yeah on. and that and that could be that could be hurtful for for boston and yeah i kind of wondered is if it was you know something where it was like all right let's try to get um let's see what we can do in game one with these type of guys you know a long-term plan for the series get them healthy hopefully try to, to escape miami with a win um still have a chance to, to head back to boston 1-1 and as we know if we've seen with these playoffs sometimes the the, the series doesn't start till you've won on the opponent's home court um, but, you know, that wasn't Boston's best uh, group moving forward. And you could say the same about the Heat without Kyle Lowry, but they're now 7-0 and in the playoffs when Kyle Lowry doesn't play. So, you know, I don't know if he's going to get back to full strength, um, but it looks like, they, you know, that might, might be just the run that they have because he pops in here and there, um, still injured. Um, you wonder if Robert Williams was completely back, too. He had a really nice first quarter and then kind of, you know, you could hear the the uh, the commentators talking about how he was pretty tired, you know, pretty quickly. So, um, to me, it's not too damaging for the Celtics. It is another um, another great game from Jimmy Butler, though, like you said, is that guy just turns it on as 
funny. I was watching the game and you were kind of wondering when he turns it on. It's like he's a playoff guy. He's a fourth quarter guy. You know, he kind of can get lost here uh, through minutes, you know, you know, five, ten minute stretches throughout the game. But when they need him, he can turn it on. And, and, and boy, did he. Um, the Miami Heat, again, don't forget they're the number one seed. Uh, you know, right. this, uh, they may don't not have the superstars that mm-hmm. some of these other teams get. So they don't have as much talk about them. But that is a heck of an organization and a heck of a start for them. They were quietly just strolling along. I mean, there there really was nobody talking about it. Everybody was talking Brooklyn. Everybody was talking Boston. Everybody was talking all these other teams um, except them. And they just kept strolling along, just kept plugging, just kept winning, and found themselves the number one seed. But here's something that's a surprise of this game um, that was highlighted by steals that led to uh, – oh, it was highlighted yeah. by steals that led to baskets in three consecutive possessions. Miami opened the second half. They were down now, mind you with a 22-2 run to take control of the game. Um, There's another stat line that I found that was very interesting in that uh, along with his 41 points, um, Jimmy Butler's line looked like this. Jimmy, let me say that. Jimmy Butler's line looked divine. (laughs) Nine rebounds, five assists, four steals, three block shots. And here's the the stat line of that, that divine uh, effort. Since the NBA started charting all of these stat categories, there's only five players, uh, Anthony Davis, Hakeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and James Harden, who did it twice, had those lines in a single game. But here's what's awesome. None have happened in a playoff game Hmm. until now. Is that not crazy? That is crazy. Look Look at the people that he found himself in the category with, but none of them. Yeah. Not even MJ, not even Jordan, who is the GOAT. Not even LeBron James, who is the fifth best of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Sutter Heyman text line about to go crazy. YouTube going crazy right now. But <laughs> but listen, no one has done this in a playoff game except Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. And this is what I love. And uh, uh, Coach Spolstra said this. He said, there's a lot of guys in the league that are playing basketball, he's competing to win. That's a totally different way of looking at it than anybody else is looking at it in this league. That's the way I view Jimmy Butler. He is a dog. He's come from, you know, meager means, and he's looking to solidify himself as a, as a great in this league. Yeah, it's kind of funny too because you remember late in the season they had that little, uh, you know, scruff up on the bench with Udonis Hasman and Jimmy, and then Spo, you know, the coach getting into it with Jimmy as well. Apparently, the, they've uh, been able to to mend their differences because uh, they they I mean they're they're hot right now. And um, again, I'm not too worried about it if I'm the Celtics because you did you know play without two of your starters. If that becomes a problem, you know, you know, further into the series, it should be. Again, they won th- the Celtics won three out of the four quarters, just got destroyed in the third quarter uh, with a lot of those, I mean, just gut-wrenching, like you said, turnovers at mid-court. Guys can't even mm-hmm. bring it up on three straight possessions against the Heat, just get it swiped and, and automatically lose the points and, uh, you know, just kind of bury the Celtics in that manner. No question. Now we turn it over to the Western Conference, the Golden State Warriors, which is the three-seed against the four-seed Dallas Mavericks at Golden State tonight. That game is at 9 Eastern on TNT. Luka versus Steph. But it ain't going to be Luca versus Steph. That's the, that's the thing we got to really just get into our head. 
It's who is going to basically cover Luka Doncic, and it's going to be a treasure trove of everybody on the team at some form or fashion in this game is going to be guarding Luka Doncic. That's what it's going to come down to. They're going to throw the whole kit and caboodle at him. It's going to be one minute. It's going to be uh, Steph. Then it's going to be uh, shoot um, uh, Clay Thompson. Then it's going to be uh, Draymond. And then I mean they're going to throw everybody at him. This is I think a series where they wish they probably had Gary Payton the second as well, yeah. uh, just to throw a treasure trove of the players at them um, consistently and 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 giving him different looks, different bodies to feel, different sizes. I think that's what's going to be the game plan in this uh, game plan in this series on how they're going to try to to defend them. They've already done this on multiple times in the series. Them facing off against uh, obviously against um, you know um, um, you know Jokic and and the way that they they had to handle things there. They're just gonna they're just gonna try to figure it out, man. They've already they've already done it, and they're gonna try to figure it out in this game as well. Yeah, and I, I think it, it, it's kind of interesting as we see the, the Warriors' big three this year. Of course, only played 11 minutes together in the regular season. Now kind of getting it going. We've heard about the strength in numbers in the past. I don't know if they have as good of a, of a, of a core to lean on or out as deep of one. Obviously, they've got some guys. Um, you know, Jordan Poole's been magnificent, and they've got a few guys that can play there. Wiggins. But, yeah, Wiggins yeah. is solid. Who would you, who, Looney. Who would you put Luka, who is a, you know, an okay defender, um, but you want most of his energy spent on the offensive side of the ball? Who would you put him on defense? Who would you match him Wiggins. with? Wiggins. That's what I I'd was kind of thinking. I'd probably put him on Wiggins. Yeah. i put him on Wiggins. Yeah. You don't want him yeah. bumping in there with Draymond. You don't want him chasing Steph around. Um, obviously, or Thompson. Yeah. yeah Thompson's going to have He's run around. Act. Yeah. So, but, but here's the game plan for them. They're going to run pick and roll to death and off screens to death and 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 pick and slips to death to try to create these uh these mismatches. But let's get let's get real about it. They got the same smoke they got to contend with because they can't just hide somebody because Jalen Brunson's been get, getting into his bag. Yeah. Uh, shooting is phenomenal. Dorian Finney-Smith is capable of getting hot, and Spen- Spencer Dinwiddie and Luca have combined to be to have one of the highest ISO percentage rates and scoring rates. So you can't just get off of Dinwiddie and think he can give you that smoke too. So that's what I'm 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 looking forward to this game. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. But because the Warriors operate with strength in numbers, they've got a few numbers that they're down on. Um, but we're gonna see how their shooting is gonna be able to be effective in this game as well, uh, based on the way that they play. One in, in both these teams, very good defensively, two of the top four yeah. defensive teams in the league. Uh, so that'll be fun to watch. But completely different styles offensively. I mean, the Warriors are going to throw the ball around everywhere, um, try to get a lot of motion going. And the Mavs are kind of the ISO dominant. Even if it's not Doncic, like you mentioned, Jalen kind of gets into it, or uh, Jalen Brunson does, or, or Dinwiddie. So um, contrastive yeah. styles will be kind of fun. And I can't wait for Luka, whether it's a switch or whether that's how they, they, they run them right. out, is Luka and Draymond, because those are two prideful guys. Uh, and very emotional guys. After Lucas scores, he'll give you a smile. And Draymond, if he makes a stop, you know he's he's coming with the trash dog. So I think that'll be kind of fun. And, and don't miss this: Dallas in the past has found a way, which I think the Warriors are going to try to. They're going to be looking at the film, uh, trying to uh, work around that. But they found a way to minimize their ball movement because the Mavs actually won three of four regular season meetings against this team. Mm. 
So it isn't like they haven't done it before. They've actually won three or four. So let's get let's get yeah. real that we're not just looking that this is just an automatic Golden State run run of the mill. So um, it's going to be interesting. This game's going to start tonight at um, nine Eastern on TNT. Um, I will be checking it out and seeing where it goes. But we've got to go and take a break right now. We're going to move on uh, to final finalize the segment, finishing up. Uh, you know, we'll see where it goes after this. Come back and check it out. We, we, we might just jump into anything. You never know on the block. We'll be back. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Stricken Bach right here. We'll be back. <laughs> 